Welcome back to another episode of the Work Redefined podcast, where we talk to women who are doing it all, but doing it with faith at the forefront. We want to welcome those of you who are new to us. If you are new to our podcast community, we drop a new episode every Tuesday. I want to invite you to commit to your growth and development. Wouldn't it be cool if you started listening to every episode this year and made an investment to grow in preventing your burnout and creating more peace and balance in your life? How can you do it? Very simply, just subscribe wherever you consume this content. Also, it's really important to get your burnout prevention guide. Download the guide in our show notes and we'll send you an email with all the information you need to be a part of our community of leaders. We are going to work really hard to give you high quality content. And if this content is helpful to you, will you do us a favor? What you can do for us is to follow us on social media, write a review, and continue to engage with our organization. If this is helpful, post it and share with others. Now let's dive into new content if you're ready to grow. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Work Redefined podcast again for another episode. And today, you guys, I am really, really excited because I'm here with a friend, Tara. And you guys, she is so awesome. And we have just got the opportunity to get to know each other more and work together in so many different ways. And so it's been fun. Um, And we've been in a Bible study together. And yeah, so I'm excited to have her here and for her to share all about what she does and why why she's so amazing so with that Tara tell us like where you work what you do kind of like how you got to where you are and also to everyone listening I'm losing my voice so <laughs> it's really embarrassing but other than that Tara take it away <laughs> well first of all thank you for having me um I I grew up in small town America in Britain, South Dakota, about 1,500 people. Um, and so, super small town, came to school, went to MSUM, uh, graduated, and couldn't wait to get out of Fargo. I was dead set on leaving. Many of my friends left, uh, a lot of my community left. And I, for, for a couple of years there, I was really dead set on leaving. And now I can't imagine being anywhere else. And so, it's really grown on me. I love it here. Um, married with a little Australian shepherd who's the love of our lives. And so I currently work at Dakota Medical Foundation and um, you may have heard of Giving Hearts Day or Lend a Hand Up. Um, It is truly a blessing to be able to do the work that we get to do every day alongside the people we get to do it with. Um, So we serve charities, local and statewide, and then also in Northwest Minnesota. I sometimes I get a little choked up talking about um, how grateful I am to be at DMF. Um, we have a cast of characters, someone referred to us as yesterday, um, which is true. We like to joke that we're like another version of The Office. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I currently am. Um, gotten to work with Grace and Kelsey on a lot of things. They're GHD volunteers um, and we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. So tell me about your role. Like what specifically do you, like what does your day-to-day look like? And yeah, tell me about that. Yeah. So I'm currently director of executive operations. So I get to work on all of the programs. 
um, and get to experience a little bit of everything. Um, I have a great mentor who has taught me so many things in the last two years and going through the pandemic and, and how to help charities keep going and help them recognize that um, they can do really, really extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys are in such an amazing organization and such amazing like industry, if you would call mm -hmm. it. I mean, you get to serve with people who serve. Yeah, it's really like how I would maybe describe it. But yeah, I think it's really amazing. And I know, like you said, a cast of characters. Like I can definitely see that you guys are characters. Everyone there is so fun. Uh, so I definitely enjoy working with you guys. But also in that sense, I mean. Like you're a servant and like everyone who works at Dakota Medical Foundation, like you guys are servants and you do have this great opportunity to serve every single day. But I, I want to know for you, I mean, where does faith play into this? Like how have you leaned into your faith at work? And can you guys talk about faith? You know, there's corporate world, you yeah. can't. And so I think like, tell me about your journey and tell me about what it's like for you and how you've navigated that. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I taught Sunday school, was part of vacation Bible school. Um, we were a family that went to church every Sunday. Um, and then I went on to college and and I lost a little bit of that, I think, um, trying to find the right community, where I fit, how faith, you know, played into my life. Um, I lost that a little bit. I've always had really great friends with strong faith um, along with my family. And my job right out of college, I was led by very Christian-based, wonderful human beings. And so I've always been surrounded by that. But I think um, my own journey has been a little bit rocky, I would say. Just we currently at DMF um, are encouraged to express our faith. And um, I didn't really realize that that, that that was normal or that people did that in the workplace. Um, but it's really transformed my life. Um, we have a very small Bible study. We meet on Friday mornings outside of the office. You know, whoever's, whoever is interested and wants to come. Um, I, I have found that it has changed me into a much different person, hopefully mm -hmm. for the better. I, I've learned to go to him for the good and the bad. I think it's so easy for us to get caught in this we only go to him when we need something or we're struggling or we need help. But I really tried to embrace offering everything to him with gratitude um, and just being super thankful to him. And I think I'm slowly finding my way. Mm -hmm. uh, we've gotten to be part of a Bible study together. And I have another friend who leads one on Monday nights. Um, so I feel very blessed to be to be surrounded by so many faith-based people. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a cool thing you said about going to him with the good and the bad, because that's something I've like recently been struggling with. It's because, you know, when things are hard, it's so easy to be like, you know, I need help, I need help, I need help, and like ask for things. But what about when that exciting thing happens? And this is something, I don't know if you've experienced this, but it's like, who's the first person you want to tell when something good happens? Like for me, it was always like calling my mom or something yep. like that. But then it's like, like what about God like he yeah. literally created us and he literally like put these things in our life like why are why isn't he the first person that we're like oh my gosh to do this amazing thing yes. that's happening to me and um so that's something I've been challenged with too and especially at work I don't know if you've experienced like okay what if something great happens or even like um when you raise so much money like who's the first person you want to you yeah. know yeah I mean I took my 
husband yeah. <laughs> and my mom and dad, of course. <laughs> um, but it's true. Um, one thing we do have at DMF is we have a team pastor um, mm-hmm. and he's just wonderful. We have many people in our office who lead prayers uh, before meetings. Mm-hmm. We Before we eat, we try to always um, pray and express gratitude for everyone and him specifically. And it's a, it, it has just completely transformed the way that I think and the way that I approach conflict and the way that I approach any challenge that comes our way, because I think it's so easy to get caught in this, you know, life is, can be a roller coaster. And sometimes I think we're not prepared for that coming out of college. I, in my mind, I thought, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, kick butt. Mm-hmm. It's going to just be all unicorns and rainbows. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm just learning that it's more of a roller coaster and you get to embrace challenges as opportunities. And I think a lot of that mentality has come from being surrounded by people who, who teach me to go to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so like amazing that you have such a great team. Like, yeah. like you are so, so lucky to have that. But I mean, before I jump into what I really want to talk about today, I want to know like what advice do you have for somebody? I mean, you said that you guys have a Bible study on Friday mornings. Yeah. Like, let's just say you're in an organization where maybe you don't know what people, what people think, or like, mm-hmm. you don't know, maybe you feel like you're alone because like you're the only one that wants to start something like this. Like, what advice do you have for somebody who maybe wants to start something or like, how, how can they open this up to people and be inviting? Yeah, I was quite sheepish about it for a while um, because I, I knew I was missing something. I knew, anyway, I was lacking in my spiritual life. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, before we pursue having a family and, you know, my marriage, I really wanted to make sure that that foundation was set. Mm-hmm. And I think what did it is just being open to having the conversation with people and, and having the courage to whatever faith you practice, mm-hmm. whatever that may be, whatever you believe in, being, mm-hmm. being really vulnerable and, and open and just asking mm-hmm. people, I think. That's probably the thing I've learned from our fearless leader the most is people want to be part of community and people want mm-hmm. to be, they want to be welcomed. And it's, you know, during our giving heart, during giving hearts day, when it was really busy, we took just like a two week sabbatical. Um, mm-hmm. And we all agreed that we won't do that in the future because it, it's the most important mm-hmm. for us to start there. Mm-hmm. And so even though, you know, we were a little tired and a little groggy, uh, we all just really missed it. And so I would just, my advice would be to just be really courageous and vulnerable mm-hmm. and it's okay to ask people. And if they're not comfortable and they don't want to, that's also okay. Mm-hmm. We get to respect, um, you know, we have the opportunity to respect everyone's faith, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like to them. Right. And like you said, everyone just wants to be asked. Everyone wants to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. And so I think it just takes that one person to be courageous. So if you're listening, you're like, oh my gosh, I... I want to start something like I'm telling you this is a sign, but <laughs> no, like on it change someone's life, right? You and never you know, could. you yeah. never know. Mm-hmm. But if you don't ask, how will you ever know? How will you ever know? Yeah, oh, I love it. Well, today, Tara, I really want to talk about. I know you're in this role now where you're having to lead a team, mm-hmm. and that, like, if you've never led a team before, you know that, like, you're. I just love talking to someone about this yesterday. Like, you're like, their life is actually kind of in your hand mm-hmm. because you're in charge. Of making sure that they're happy at work yep but obviously sometimes it's like you said not all sunshine and rainbows it can be hard and work is not it's not as easy as we might think it's going to be when we just mm-hmm. start a new job and 
we have to have hard conversations with people because people aren't perfect and we're not perfect either. Yes. But um, I would love to hear, you know, what is it like for you having these hard conversations with people and what does it mean for you to like lean into your faith, but also be loving, but also have hard, tell people how it is because yeah. it's not going to be hard without, without coming off. Very. Yeah. <laughs> I clearly, we've talked about this, but I've, I've struggled with this a little bit. I, I never want people to think that I'm criticizing. Mm -hmm. I always want them to feel that it's coming from love and that I care. Um, most people know this about me, but tears come very easy to me. And so <laughs> I, I have always been the person who's just, who's willing. I just kind of wear my feelings on my sleeve and you can kind of tell how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I try to be a little better about that, uh, especially in professional settings, but I'm, I'm, very, I'm, very, I'm a very open book and I appreciate people that are willing to do that with me because um, it's really scary, um, you know, talking to someone, a coworker, a friend, and all of a sudden there's tears. It can be a little jolting and people are, mm -hmm. you know, like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times it's not sadness. It's just coming from a deep, deep care mm -hmm. of people. And so what I've been taught by wonderful people, I just have to keep giving them credit because two years ago, I wouldn't have been able to ever have a conversation with someone mm -hmm. about something I noticed or something that maybe I just want to make sure that they are aware of how they're being perceived or something is going. And so I just have to give all my credit to people who have taught me mm -hmm. how to do this because two years ago, I, I truly could not have done it. Um, but what I've learned is to to ask for permission, mm -hmm. if you can have a courageous conversation and if they're willing to receiving feedback, most are, um, and, and I've been taught that that can just bring down the barrier um, mm -hmm. and you're, you're asking for permission and to always, to always lead with the good and lead with um, the great things that they're doing and the potential you see in them and where life can take them. And it has really opened up a different kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for tears to come. It's okay if you're maybe upset where you don't agree with something that one of us is saying that that's acceptable. I mean, we all feel that on some, you know, our initial reactions aren't always, Oh, thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. hard conversation. Yeah. Um, but sometimes when you sleep on it and come back the next day, you realize, wow, they're just really trying to help me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you can do it in a really beautiful way. Um, clearly there's an art to it and everybody does mm -hmm. it a little bit differently, but it's just what I've learned in my very short stint of attempting right. to do it. Yeah, I think it all just goes back to love. And like while you were talking, I was thinking about how, you know, Jesus had to have really hard conversations. Yes. Just. Like he probably the hardest conversation. Yeah. I mean, he did like of all time. I mean, he did it further than what we yeah. had. <laughs> and, but he just did it with so much love because he just, like you said, he just cared. Mm -hmm. Like he just cared so much and just wanted, like he wanted people to feel so loved and like we are beloved. And like, and so how can we go into a conversation, right? Like, P making people feel so loved mm -hmm. but also we're getting something done yeah. right we're right. here to serve others mm -hmm. <laughs> if you keep that at the front of your mind always mm -hmm. um you know I, I don't think that people can be upset mm -hmm. with that rationale uh, uh a mentor of mine recently told me she said you're the gut feelings that you're having and maybe it's about having a hard conversation with someone or it's Whatever the case may be, your gut feeling is God. Mm. And um, 
that statement gave me goosebumps because I think a lot of times we're encouraged to, you know, lean into our gut intuition and really mm-hmm. lean into that. But also remember that we're here to serve others and we're here to do things beyond our feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to change the world, there's going to be a little, there's going to be challenges on the way. There's going to be conflict. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, and, and that's all healthy. And I think sometimes we forget that that's part of the journey. But she, when she told me that it was um, like a mic drop, <laughs> uh, I never, ever considered or thought about it that way. Yeah. I love that. Like yep. I said, your gut feeling is God. And I think because a lot of times we're like, like we're going to have a conversation and you're like, okay, well maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm like this, but it's like, if right away, it's what you thought and like what it came into your heart and to your mind right mm-hmm. away. I agree with that. I think that's such a good statement. I've never heard like, yeah, like that because you're like, oh, I just didn't think about it mm-hmm. and pray about it. But like, sometimes I think God does come in our hearts right away and he does make us feel and tells us what we actually need to hear Yep, right away. And sometimes you know, sometimes it's maybe healthier to wait a night, wait a few days mm-hmm. and see, you know, is that worth being upset about? Is that worth talking to them about? Right. Um, but I've also found that sometimes that can make you more nervous too. And so if you're upset, it's it's not wise to do mm-hmm. that right away. But personally, I, I find myself getting more anxious and I find myself overthinking it mm-hmm. versus just trying to lean more into that gut feeling of, mm-hmm. no, I really feel called to tell this person. Right how that made me feel or how mm-hmm. that could be perceived mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the same mentor also told me that Jesus had to flip tables sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to remember that. Yes. Um, we didn't clearly see it firsthand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but the stories are really powerful. So I thought those were two pretty wise mm-hmm. pieces of advice for me. Well, and I think when it comes back to the, like having hard conversations or when something comes up in your gut, you want to react right away yes. to things. But I'm, I know we had talked earlier about setting a time limit to when you have to make a decision. Yep. And I think that's really hard or when you have to have a conversation. But it's like, if you know, okay, you're like, I have to have this really hard conversation right now. And you're like, this is going to suck. I'm right on this. But also knowing that, okay, if you're angry, mm-hmm. take that time. Because even though your gut might tell you, oh my gosh, I'm so angry. I need to go talk to this person. Like, yeah. Anger is not from God. Nope. Anger is not loving. Anger is not good. And um, like, even it goes back to like, love, like the love is patient. Love is kind. Yes. And really every time you go into that conversation, bringing love in it. So not having that conversation until you can have love in your heart, mm-hmm. but also setting a time limit because the more you sit and like stew on this, these, these thoughts, the harder I think yes. it is. <laughs> right. The harder it is to have the conversation because you're overthinking completely. Yes. And, um, I guess so like more like uh what's the word actionable tip when you're having these conversations like what have you done like do you bring do you write down your top points like say you know like how can we easily have these conversations with somebody but still remember like the outcome we want to have mm-hmm. also still remember like we want to be loving like what have you done what have you seen how do you go into these hard conversations so I used to think it was kind of silly uh, to write down these thoughts and write down <laughs> main points and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And then one of the first ones I ever did, I was just not prepared and I, mm-hmm. I fumbled and I thought, mm-hmm. Tara, what are you doing? You're not prepared to do this. You're maybe just acting out of irritation. Mm-hmm. And so of course, back to my mentors who are t- have taught me to really think through what you're going to talk to them about and make sure that it's something 
that you've seen or you've experienced and not don't bring mm -hmm. other people into it. Um, because I think that sometimes feels really icky, you know, if, mm -hmm. if we've, when we've been talked to or had hard conversations with people or been coached by people, there's a, it's not a great feeling to hear that, you know, mm -hmm. there's quite a few people that feel this way. Right. And mm -hmm. so I try to always say it many times during the conversations that this is my observation. This is how mm -hmm. I feel and, and what I've seen. Yeah. And I think that helps. That would at least help when someone's giving me critical feedback mm -hmm. that then I'm not leaving thinking, oh my gosh, well, probably 10 of my coworkers are feeling this way and they've told so-and-so and, -so and mm -hmm. you know, like your mind just totally goes there. And I think that might um, put them a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, at ease mm -hmm. and yeah, writing down my main points and, and not necessarily memorizing them, but just having them in my head about these are the three things, mm -hmm. or this is the one thing. Um, but also leading with, you know, I'm only doing this because I care and I love you. And mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm just really grateful for everything you do, but I care about you as a person and as an individual outside of work, mm -hmm. um, which is the best part about working at DMF. You get, right. you get this family of people who are willing to, to tell you difficult things, but also change the world. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty incredible, pretty incredible team. Yeah, that is so incredible. And I, I think it's so good to also, like you said, go in with those points because it can be so easy to let your emotions completely yes. take over when you get in a conversation. And it's so hard. It's just this weird balance because you want to be led by your emotion. You want to be led by like love, like we keep talking about, but also like we said, you have to, we have a job to get done. We have a conversation that needs to be had. So yeah. it's that mixture of, you know, telling them that you care, like mm -hmm. you said. So like, it's almost like a, a process. Yeah. Let them know, like you care. We appreciate you. This is what you do. Amazing. But mm -hmm. also here are some things that I, I have been seeing, not yeah. everyone I've been seeing. Yes. So I think that's really helpful. Um, is there also an, something, you know, before you go into these meetings, is there a specific prayer or like, how do you prepare your mind mm -hmm. for this conversation? I found that for myself, having, making sure that before I do it, I have the evening before or the morning of, whether it's I just need half an hour to an hour to myself. So whether that's walking only and, you know, no music, no podcast, just simply thinking, um, thinking through, you know, how I would phrase something or how I would say it. And then, or maybe sometimes it's, I just need an intense workout or mm -hmm. I need to, it kind of depends on the situation I would say. And, but I always try to not be, you know, going from one thing to the next, to the next, mm -hmm. to the next, because then I feel that I'm not being present in those those meetings beforehand either. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that, you know, either outside of work or earlier in the morning that I, I have it kind of mapped out in my head. So I don't like, panic mm -hmm. or freeze or, or hurt someone mm -hmm. because I mean, I always try to put myself in the shoes of someone else. And so if they were giving me this feedback, how would I want it, want to interpret that? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've had, I've had lots of people in my life give me um, or ask for, permission to have a courageous conversation mm -hmm. and it does it just lets the lets the barrier down a little bit and mm -hmm. there's tears and but then the next day I'm like wow mm -hmm. I'm really really happy that so-and-so told me that yeah because I I didn't even consider that that made someone else react mm -hmm. this way or you know mm -hmm. this challenge become even more challenging mm -hmm. so I think just time to myself to really think through how to have this conversation mm -hmm. 
I love that you say that because I think sometimes we underestimate the silence. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like no music, no nothing time to just like sit and think because when we are rushed and I think that um, I do this sometimes too, like you're running so fast and like Mm -hmm. meeting to meeting to meeting and then it comes time to have that conversation and you've been so fast paced all day that you go into this meeting with a fast paced mind Mm -hmm. you're not, doesn't let you sit back and like be able to understand what they're, where they're coming from because you just want to get in and get out. Yep. So quieting your heart, quieting your mind. So you can go into it with complete open heart. Like mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's so cool. So yeah, that's very, very good advice, Sarah. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, I I told you that I really want to know like what's your favorite favorite Bible verse and what does it really mean to you? And tell us, yeah, like what yeah, what does it really mean to you? Yeah. So someone in my life was recently challenged with identifying their three guiding Bible verses. It might have been three or five, can't remember, but they had to present that at the Bible study and talk through, you know, what those meant to them, how that has changed their lives, how how they use that in their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling another friend about this in our, in, one, in our Bible study group, and she, I told her, I said, one of his Bible verses actually reminds me of you, and I feel like you really live this, and mm-hmm. um, so that was maybe like on a Thursday or Friday. And then Saturday, I was out shopping with my sister-in-law and my mom, and I came across a necklace, and it had a Bible verse on it, um, and then a cross. And I sent a picture of it to her because I I said to myself, this is a sign, because I've never considered what are the three, what are the five, whatever, what's my number one Bible verse that guides my whole life? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never gone that deep. Truth be told, I've just never gone that mm-hmm. deep. I think I've always kind of struggle with scripture and and how to interpret it into my everyday life and so this is the bible verse that i read it is matthew 5 14 through 16 i'm working on memorizing (laughs) that's okay um it is that you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl instead they put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone around them in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see the good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. And I think it spoke to me because we talk a lot about serving others and, and helping other people shine their lights. And the more you do of that, the more it will be reciprocated. And then you're just building this beautiful community of people who are sharing their gifts and talents and, um, thinking about others before themselves. And I don't know, I, there were goosebumps. There was maybe like one little tear because it was just a really powerful three days where never considered it. And then um, I thought, I think this is it. I think this is the one we were put on earth to, to do good for others. And um, yeah, that's, that's so good. I love it. Like, like you said, so serving others and helping people shine their light, because I think yeah, the way you said, the more that we help others shine, the more it helps us shine too. And mm-hmm. not to even think about it in like helping like ourselves shine, but like the more we bring other people to God, like that's what He wants. Yeah. Like we're serving Him and bringing people to Him. Like how can we do that more? How can we let people shine and use their use their unique abilities yeah. that He gave them? And I think it all honestly, this like wraps up the whole conversation about these com- crucial conversations mm-hmm. or courageous conversations. Um, because when you actually have that conversation with somebody, as much as you think it might be the hardest thing in the world, that actually might be helping them shine their light 
even brighter because what sure. if something's getting in the way? How can we help them? Yes. And in turn, like you having that conversation is also helping you uh, grow in that mm -hmm. area too. And so we all have skills and gifts and talents that we should be sharing with people. Mm -hmm. And you have different ones than I have. Right. Um, it's probably why I enjoy hanging out with you because yeah. I learn things from you and Kelsey mm -hmm. and um, even the burnout prevention program. I, yeah. I learned so much about so many different people and how we don't have to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, ask people for help. Find community where you feel valued and um, and and you have a space to be vulnerable. That'd be my my final piece of advice. What I I have found my best conversations with people have been when I'm just really vulnerable and willing to say I am struggling. I am not having a good day today. I am struggling with X Y Z, and that really just opens up a much deeper conversation for people in your personal and professional lives. Um, and just just have the courage to do that. Mm -hmm. Have the courage to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, Tara, this has been so fun, and I just think you have so much wisdom. And I, it's just, yeah, I love having these conversations with you, and I'm just excited too for everything. And Tara also is on our committee for yes. our breakfast and Bibles, you guys, which is very exciting. Uh, and so our next one is on July 29th. And hopefully it's going to be held at where she works at DMF, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, July 29th, so come, you can meet Tara, you can uh, see everything. And our topic is really going to be around giving. So this whole aspect of giving and that we're talking about and serving others, like how can we serve each other even more and give of ourselves um, for the glory of God? Yep. So really excited about that. So come on out on July 29th. I'll put the link to get your ticket in the show notes. And then also um, our next event is on July, or July, June, June 14th. Um, and it's our Reset You Women's Retreat. So hopefully Tara will be there too. We're talking about that, but um, come out and get to spend a day resetting your goals and with a group of women who are all like-minded and just want to celebrate how amazing we are. So yes. we're really excited. Um, but yeah, thank you, Tara, for being here. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for having me.